I have the uh, distinct pleasure of getting to talk to one of the, the leading voices, I believe, for uh, superintendents who are out there making things happen and being willing to share their story and help others along the way. What up, everybody? Welcome to Education Academy. I am Tyler with Tarver Academy. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit them stars, whatever people do on the internet. You know the routine. If I say your last name wrong, because I forgot to check with you on how to pronounce it. Everybody does. So I'm curious to, as to how you're going to give it a shot, man. Give it a, give it a roll. See what happens. Okay. I, I know I'm going to get it wrong. Sam Stetcher. So close. That is the uh. most common way to get it wrong. It's uh, my ancestors decided, hey, a CH will work for a K. So it's Sam Stecker, but it doesn't look like Stecker there is what go, I meant man. to say. First try. Got it. Um, he is a superintendent, an author. Um, he has a community that he's helped build called uh, Mission Monday. And so I'm going to stop talking about it because he's the expert on probably himself. I think you've been with yourself most of your life, right? At this point. Uh, there, there's a few years I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We call those like college, right? Those yeah, studying, yeah, right yeah. My non-academic years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Studying stuff. Okay, so um, first off, you could just tell uh, tell everybody kind of who you are and what you spend your time doing. Thanks so much for having me, Tyler. Of course. I'm so excited about this. Anytime reach, somebody reaches out to me and I get to spread the word, I'm excited. Uh, I'm a superintendent of a, a teeny tiny district in Nebraska called East Butler Public Schools. Uh, my entire enrollment is about the size of the single elementary where I used to be principal before I started on this little rural adventure. Um, I also am co-founder of this initiative called MissionMonday.com where the uh, big thing is that my small goal is I just want to change the world and I want, it to ha want that to happen one interaction at a time. Um, and so what the whole idea behind Mission Monday is give all your key stakeholders, student staff, parents, volunteers, a way to observably engage and contribute to their school, community, climate, and culture on a consistent basis. Because um, my, my elevator pitch on it is whenever somebody says kindness, people jump on, oh, you mean random acts of kindness right away. And I once started a staff meeting by saying, I hate random acts of kindness. And it's not that I hate random acts of kindness. It's that if kindness is so rad and so important, why are we relying on random to spread it? That's good. That's good. That's it should be consistent. Hope. should be consistent. I love that. So right you, you mentioned that, that one of your goals is to, um, it, I, you, you phrase it better than I'm about to, but to get your, your community, your, your parents, your students involved in the conversation to be able to communicate and uh, help articulate what's going on in the school um, and be a part of it. Um, you, you said it better, so you can say it again the way you said it. Uh, but uh, what, what do you do? Like, what are some of the big things you do to get people involved in what's going on at the school? I, I'll give you a little bit of background on how it got its start. Um, I used to be dean of students at a high school, mm -hmm. and it was a great high school that had let itself slip a little bit when it came to being intentional about relationships. And when I talk with teachers rolling into this job, they used to say, I feel fine in my classroom but I don't feel safe in the hallway sometimes, or at the very least they'd say, I feel like a stranger about being in the hallway. And the solution for that is easy. You get your butt in the hallway. Um, but if the Dean of Students just says, I need you to get in the butt, your butt in the hallway, no one listens. So my very first mission, my very first school culture climate intervention, I had a super simple. I was like, hey, I just need you get out and introduce yourself to five students who previously didn't have the opportunity to meet. Now That's we good. were 1,500 students in that school and over 100 certified staff members, plus all the support staff. We repeated that mission once a month 
for the entire school year. And it sounds simplistic, but if I had half the people doing it half the time, we literally generated thousands of positive interactions that would not have happened without it. Um, oh the other thing I, I did with that is I pulled in 13 teachers that I called my advocates and I said, they were the people that were doing this kind of jam anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I said, I'm going to ask you a favor. I'm not telling you to do this. You engage anyway. I'm going to give you a specific way I want you to engage every week. And I told them about this first one, introduce yourself to five students and said, number one, I need you to do that. And they're like, word, we can do that. Number two, I said, when you're in your office, your shared office, and my email on the mission comes through and your office partner says, here's another one of those dumb emails from the dean. I need you to turn around and just tell them about the kid you met. You don't have to get in their face. You don't have to say, hey, we're supposed to do this. Just tell them about the kid you met. Just let them know about the positive outcome. And so from there, every week we come up with something that student staff, parents, everybody can volunteers that they can engage in, that people can see happen where they're interacting with someone in their community in an observable way. Like, so that's the very first one. The one we're doing this week is called Signal Boost. Um, I got a friend that's an author on the West Coast. His name is Johnny Hoosier. He's super rad. Uh, he just had an article get published, and I did something so simple, man. He shared on Facebook this article got published, and I, I just reshared it. And he messaged me back, and he's like, thanks for the Signal Boost. And I was like, what do you mean Signal Boost? And he said, you got my signal. You boosted it so that more people are going to hear this. Because of that one thing you did, more people are going to pick up on this. So our mission this week is signal boost. If you know anybody that's doing something positive or saying something positive, boost their signal. Tell at least one other person about it. So every week we just come up with something that's like, and seriously, Tyler, most of the time, all it is is a conversation. Here's a conversation you would not have had with somebody that maybe you would not have initiated with without this plan. Yeah, that's good. And I feel like I feel like a lot of times, and I want to say it's just educators because we feel very like we've got homework or assignments like drilled into our brain. Yeah. But I think it's with anybody. I think that as long as you you have something that's thrown out there, most people will go to it. It's just they don't even think because they get into the routine. They don't think to push themselves ahead. I know like even something as simple as whenever I was vlogging, I found myself doing more because you think, oh, I need to do something today for the vlog or I need for to sure. like, you make the story like just by putting it out in front of myself, you run towards it's like that, like dangling a carrot, carrot, a carrot, <laughs> dangling a chariot of carrots uh, in front of a rabbit. It makes them run after it as opposed to them just chilling and looking around in the woods. So I think that's great. And you guys, um, you guys do uh, one of these tasks every single week, correct? Every week um, through our website, Mission Monday, we post it up there. I put it on a Twitter. I put it on Facebook. I put it out on YouTube put it out on every podcast platform and it's not a subscription thing. It's just, Hey, just grab onto this and it's going to help you out. And the other thing I really try to preach with it is this should take zero extra time training money. Um, It's a part of your day. You see students all the time. Why not just say, Hey, how are you today? How's it going? Like that's something simple. Something as simple as sharing. You're on the internet anyways. Might as well share something great. Yeah, you're making a walk down a hallway every day, and everybody's got their hallways, whatever they might be. You can keep your mouth shut and just get to where you're going, or you can open your mouth and you can talk to somebody and engage with them in a way you wouldn't have if you didn't have the plan. Yep, that's absolutely right. I love that, man. I love that. Um, and did you guys, um, you guys, uh, and Mark, you said Mark Johnson, right? And that's the name yeah, of the guy that you're my, with. He's my homie co-founder in this, for sure. That's dope. That's dope. And it started out, it's cool. I, I read a little bit of, about you guys starting out. It was just conversations 
um, about among teachers, just talking about stuff. And then it kind of Seriously. developed into this and then it developed into a book, right? Uh, it happens in the hallway. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. How this kind of happened. Um, Mark and I, I, we were barely not rookie teachers. He's got a couple years on me, but we would just get together at a coffee shop and he was a fifth grade teacher. I was an eighth grade teacher. And we were talking about what was our jam that week? What went awesome and celebrating that. And then also talking what went up in flames because we had something that went up in flames weekly, if not daily. And just, we'd get together Tuesday nights at this coffee shop called Black Sheep Coffee, get caffeinated up and just roll and talk about what was working. And then we kind of said, you know, we hear other people talking about this stuff. Maybe we should talk about it to other people and started doing some professional development. And then um, there's a company that we used to, that doesn't exist anymore that we wrote a blog for. And, and it kind of went away. It was like, man, we got all these blogs. Let's just sandwich them together in a book yeah. and we'll see what happens. So that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, well, that's cool. I definitely recommend anybody out there who's interested in that. Um, where, where can they go to get that? Is uh, What's the easiest way for them to get that? Easiest way is go to missionmonday.com and click on a tab that says the books. And there's two books there. They're both like five bucks. One, um, it happens in the hallway. It's just it's about our stories with kids. It's about our stories working with staff in our, in our school. And to me, it's just one of those books where, you know, you've got those things that you pick up and it's like, I had a bad day, but I'm going to read this mm -hmm. and it gives me something to hold on to. That's what I want those stories to be. The other one is a book called Mission Monday where it's just, we wrote it a long time ago and it's 52 missions that you can ask your staff to do to engage with students. And it's 52 minutes. You can ask your 52 missions. You can ask your students to do to engage. And if you don't want to wait on a weekly basis for Mark and I to publicize, Hey, what our mission is. And you wanted to start to roll on your own. You can go and grab that book. The other thing I'll tell people is, um, I mean to brag, but Mark and I made like $138 last year on book sales. It's kind of a big deal. Oh my man. Part of the problem is uh, almost like whenever I get the chance, um, Amazon lets me give the download away for free. So if you follow us on Twitter on at mission underscore Monday um, on the reg, I end up giving that stuff away for free and anybody that wants to can download it. So that's incredible. And I'll toss, I'll toss Sam's link uh, to his Twitter in the uh, description. So you guys make sure you go check him out and, if you're like, oh, five dollars, I need that to almost buy a frappuccino, um, then you can uh, you can save that money and follow him, check him out. So, um, okay, so I want to I want to shift into kind of your, uh, I mean, I know this is all related because you know it's all education and it's all impacts how you lead, uh, but I want to kind of shift into your role as superintendent. Um, what do you what do you find um, because you you said you've been in the role? You say you were a principal or an assistant principal? I've been a middle school teacher then a dean of students at a high school, then an elementary principal, and now a superintendent uh, pre-K-12. Okay, and you said like your student count was similar when you were an elementary principal to how you are as a superintendent, but with your role changing, so we think like, oh, it's the same amount of students, probably similar role. No, it's, it's different. Uh, yeah. what, did, what were some of the big things you saw as um, the biggest shifts going from um, you know, building level administrator to district, district level administrator? The, the biggest shift is as a building level administrator, I really got to be the instructional leader of that building. I got to spend so much time in classrooms um, with my students. You know, my goal as a principal was, you know, you've been in those classrooms where the principal walks in and everybody just kind of stops in their tracks. Uh, because I've had of, that classroom. They're like, oh, yeah. what are we supposed to do? I'm like, keep doing what we're doing. You weirdo. Yeah, exactly. And to me, that's always been the principal's fault. The principal walking in the classroom 
shouldn't feel any different than the teacher walking in the classroom on the Monday. Yeah, the kids are excited. And now we're doing what we're doing because we see Mr. Stecker on the rack. So um, I, I did, I did a boatload of walk through observations. I was just in classrooms all of the time. Um, also when I was an elementary principal, it was in a large district and now I'm in a very small district. So my role as elementary principal was so specialized and I could be so instruction and student focused. Now as superintendent in a very small district, I am director of transportation, I'm director of special education. I am, if there's a leadership role where normally an executive cabinet dude would do it, I'm that guy. So I don't get to be near specialized as what I was before. And that's hard, man. But the advantage, though, is still it, it, every one of those roles is more effective with positive relationships. Oh, absolutely. I and, think um, you could apply that to anything. It's always yeah. better with good, good relationships. Sorry. And, keep going. And so that's like one of the things where, all right, I don't every year I got to buy buses. I don't know squat about buying buses. Yeah. But I know when I build good relationships with my bus drivers and they can let me know what's up and what's good and bad and what we need to do. And with my students on my routes and with parents who drop their kids off on the bus and with my vendors that are trying to sell buses, it's still all the same stuff. Um, I still don't know Jack about buses, but I know people I trust who know Jack about buses. That's good. That's good. That's what, uh, I think it was a while back I was reading, uh, I think it was Ronald Reagan's, uh, his like diaries thing that came out. And I like to read president's books, all of them, no, no preference. Um, and his, his thing was like, you could tell like he wasn't like the most educated dude in the world, but what he always tried to do was hire the people that were tops and all their stuff. It's not like, oh, here's my buddy or here's somebody supporting me. It was like, who's the best person for this role and try to toss them in there. And I think that, um, you know, it's big, especially like you said, on you know communicating with people not only do you have their trust they have your trust and they're willing to talk to you but you get to figure out in the process like does this person know what they're talking about should i trust what they're saying about buses or curriculum or whatever it is um you're getting to know like throughout the year it's not a surprise when you're like hey should i buy this they're like yeah that's the thing to buy and you buy it and you're like this is a terrible idea and you're like why do you not know that And they're like well i don't know anything like okay cool cool i should have known that so that's cool that constant communication it reminds me, I just read a quote from Steve Jobs that reread it. I've seen it all over the place all the time. And it's to the effect of, we don't hire smart people to tell them what to do. We hire smart people to tell us what to do. And smart is important in that. People got to know their stuff. Trust in relationships is more important. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, you, you are, the. I always tell people the buck stops with me, but I'm trusting you so that that buck stops at the right place. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're in the middle of doing some hiring right now. And we're going to hire an elementary position and I'm going to sit in on that interview. But my elementary principal, Sean knows it's like, this is your call with my approval. Like, I know you're not going to go off the rails. Mm -hmm. like, you know, what's best for your first grade students, you know, better than I, you know, what's the best fit for our elementary team. You are a smart guy. But if Sean doesn't trust me, that he can say, Sam, we have a difference of opinion. I think this candidate's the right one. I know you're leaning this way, but this is the right one. If he doesn't trust me, he won't say that. He'll just say, uh, here, Sam, here's what, what mm -hmm. you think is a good idea, so we'll do that. So, yeah, the smarts is important, but people don't get a chance to exhibit those smarts if you don't have the relationship and the trust. Absolutely. Because if not, if you make any suggestion at all or inclination that you want to go one way, he'll just be like, well, he's the boss. I'll just do what he says anyways. Mm -hmm. He doesn't feel like he can tell you what he really thinks. 
And then in the end, if that person doesn't work out, he's going to blame you, even though it's not your fault because yep. he tell you. So I think you're right. Communication. I mean, for every relationship, work, personal, social, marriage, I think communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's huge. Um, so let's talk about this. What is what is the best part about being a superintendent? Oh, the best part of the, about being a superintendent. <laughs> There's so many cool parts, but probably my favorite one is. You know, my scope is frustrating because it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. My scope is really rad because it's so broad. Like I get to have an impact on the educational experience of students three to twenty-one. When we're looking at our pre-K and our enrollment program to our special education students that we serve all the way through age twenty-one, the fact that I can have relationships with the teeny tiny little knee high squirts to career ed. I, I've never had that before. It's you know, like when I was a freshman, Dean of students, like freshmen, those were my babies. And that's who I was focused on. And yeah, you'd still know them when you were seniors, but it was like, those are them. And that, that narrow focus is really helps you concentrate, but to have that broad scope. And, you know, if I hang around and they don't get, they don't get rid of me, I will have known some students for like 15 years plus for their entire educational experience. That is, there are kids that I will know because they were in preschool when I started five years ago, that when I retire 10 years from now, we will have rolled together the whole time. Um, how, do you put, how do you put a value on that? I mean, that's just, and as, as a teacher, it's like, I love my eighth grade students, new batch every year. And that fresh start was fun, but it's like, no, from three to graduation plus, you're my boy. Yeah. You're my sister. That's, that's incredible. That's the, I've never had a position where it was that broad. And I just love that to death. That's all. It's like, you're looping with them, but you're like, it's for every student in the school. That's so cool. Looping is engineered into my position without any negotiation. I love it. That's so cool. And I'd say the other part too, there's one other part I love, um, being able to put the autonomy of professional development into the hands of my teachers. Um, I always tell them, you look at the data and you know what your students know far better than I do. Mm -hmm. And being able to empower my teachers with time and access to the training they need in a way that can positively affect individual instructional decisions at the student level. Um, being able to say, the, be the guy that says, this is how we're going to do our professional learning. And this is the time we're going to allocate toward, towards it because I believe and trust in what, in your expertise and what you're doing. That's, I never had that autonomy as a teacher or as a building level administrator, but I just got to get my board to trust me and then we rule. And that's been super cool too. That's good. And you get your board to trust you by communicating with them. I'm sure. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Up top to bottom, above you, below you, everybody communication. I love that. Right on. So uh, what advice would you give someone who is wanting to transition to um, an administrative role in a school district? Um, You cannot have enough mentors. To me, good. That, that is the biggest thing. Um, there is not a week that goes by that I'm not presented with a problem and I don't make a call to someone else who knows stuff better than I do. Uh, that is another thing I really love about the superintendent. I've never been in a position in education where I felt I had more supportive peers. Um, all of them have been great. 
um, my teaching experience, my principal, all, all of that stuff has been great. But superintendents, it's kind of a lonely deal. Like you are the head honcho. And if you are the only person in charge in that district, there's only one of you. And you've got your team, but no one really truly knows what you're going through like another superintendent. And other soups know that. So when you've got to have that network to reach out. I have a network of amazing men and women that I can call and say, hey, here's what's up. And they will, number one, talk me off the ledge. Number two, give me great advice and perspective. Number three, validate what I'm thinking that's good. And number four, they also say, you know who you should call about this? And it's been the most profound in the superintendency, but at every level in leadership, you got to build you got to build your, it's this weird alchemy of a team and a group of mentors because it's people doing the same thing. They're in the same boat as you, but they're also helping you develop. You can't have enough of them. You got to reach out and build that. And I think one of the cool things is now it's not like, it's not like you have to wait for your once a quarter co-op meetings to do that. Like now you can reach out to people on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you can, uh, I mean, just like we reached out, I just saw a tweet, somebody retweeted a view and I was like, this dude looks pretty cool. I'm gonna talk to him on the podcast if we'll oh, do man. it. Like, it's just like, you can connect with people anywhere now and, and start a group text with you and 10 other people that could be in different states anywhere and just throw throw ideas around. Say, hey, has anybody tried this? Anybody done this? Um, how did this turn out? Like, anybody know a good reason? Like, it's just, it's so cool because it's like, you're duplicating yourself but with different experiences. So yeah. it's like different people have been around things, heard things, tried things. And so you're getting all that expertise. I think it's just, I love it. I love uh, how technology has been able to um, just kind of expand our world and allow all of us to be better within our small worlds mm-hmm. because of what everybody's doing in their small worlds. So that's awesome. Right on. Okay. So last question I got uh, for you. What is your favorite thing or the thing that's getting you the most hype right now that is happening in education? The thing that's getting me the most hype is moving towards more individualized and specialized learning experiences. And, you know, I, I'm taking a couple of classes right now and one's on governance and education, one's on special education leadership. And I end up writing about this for my assignments more than anything else is you and I and Everybody came from such a generalized education experience. I, I, I compared to the Johnny Carson monologue, it used to be everybody at work got around the water cooler and talked about the Johnny Carson monologue or Letterman or whatever it was because everyone watched it. And you compare that to entertainment now. It's like, I know Game of Thrones is a big deal. I haven't watched a minute um, because our entertainment options are so specialized and so diverse. That's the way careers are now. That's the way education is now. And the more opportunity we can give students to not just have base level exposure to a lot of things, but what could be your passion? What could you really get deep into? What could you be a specialist in? The world's not going to need generalists, man. They're going to need people that are really rad at a couple of different things that still know how to collaborate with people that don't have the same experience. And that's the opportunity to do that more and more is what's getting me the most jazzed. That's awesome. Yeah, that's for good reason. That's pretty cool. I love that. Right I think we're just going to keep getting better in all those areas and all the buildings and all the different areas are going to keep getting bigger and better and, and taller because we're able to do that. So I love it. And thank you so much uh, for chatting with me, chatting with the audience. Two more things uh, before we go, though, brother. Number yeah, one, go. 
I wanted to let you know, uh, when I started off as a middle school teacher, I started off teaching math and I was endorsed in neither math nor middle school. And looking at all your stuff, my Lord, I wish I would have had a resource like you. Thanks, if, man. Uh, that would have been so rad to be able to go to this and go, okay, that's that's how I teach that. That have been, And I was a horrible math student. I'm looking at your stuff going, man, if I was a sophomore in high school and I could get on this guy's website and grab a couple of things, that would have helped me out a ton. So keep doing what you're doing. Teachers need it. It's important. It's so good. I wish I would have had it. Um, another question I got for you. Yeah, man. You're Arkansas-based, right? Yes, sir. Do you happen to know Jay Dostal? Jay Dostal, where where's where where they are? Brand new principal in Fayetteville, Fayetteville High. I have I've spoken at a couple Fayetteville schools. Um, I did a, a Google training there, and I, I probably I've probably met him. Like I I probably have. Tell you what, I'm going to encourage you to look him up. Uh, Jay, I interviewed against Jay for the yeah. high school principal job, and he got it. And I worked with Jay and I spent the whole time telling people I wanted that job so bad and they gave it to the right guy. And he's now down in, he's down in Fayetteville and Jay is one of those guys who consistently puts positive stuff out there on social media on a regular basis. So you, I'm going to, anybody that's listening and you folks down in Arkansas, look up Jay Dostal because he's a good Nebraska boy that went south and is doing good things down your direction too. So I, I wrote his name down and I'm going to look and see if I've met him. If not, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to him let him know. I know, I know that Fayetteville, I've, I've got a buddy that was a, an assistant principal there for a while. And I, I got to work with one of their middle schools and a uh, Jeff Lawson. He is the principal at one of their middle schools and the dude is next level. I was around him for like one day and I was like, this guy, he's got it. Like he's, He's the real deal. He's not like, oh, I knew the right people. And so they gave me this job. Like he knows the right stuff. And so they were smart and hired him. So apparently they've hired a couple of good ones. So that's legit. Right on. That's awesome. Well, sweet. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you saying nice things, by the way, about the math. It's funny. I was actually a uh, history and political science major in college and I ended up teaching math. And so I wish that I had some resources story too. too. <laughs> I wish I had gave me the chance to get out of math and go straight history. I jumped on it. Oh yeah, I tried. My my principal would never let yeah. me. And then as soon as he was like, "All right, we're gonna let you be the East teacher next year," and then I got a job in administration. So I was like, "Oh well, never mind." Um, so that's awesome. Okay, where can people find you if they want to check out your stuff, see anything? Easy spot is missionmonday.com, and on Twitter we're at mission underscore Monday. And if you want to follow me, I'm at at Sam mm -mm Stecker with uh, with two M's, big M's, M's in between there. Yeah, that's good. All right, I'll put those links below. If you guys want to check him out, give him some love, check out some of the cool stuff he's doing. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If you've lasted this long, we're family, bro. Go ahead and click, click whatever it is, you know, to, to support Sam. Uh, do the five-star thing if you're feeling it. If not, whatever. It's free. I don't care. Um, so you guys be good. Stay safe. Sam, thanks again, man. You're awesome. Keep killing it. And uh, you guys be good out there.